Yeah. So first and foremost, kids, welcome to Conversations on the Influence. All I gotta say is, cover your ears. Holy fucking shit. Like the most insane. And I've had some crazy things happen. Um, like four weeks of my life. And I'm very excited for my co-host, Amanda, that's on. We've known each other for a long time. Um, what, like 30? How old are you? 33. Woo! <laughs> I good. Um, we actually met in Florida. Our My mother and her dad dated. And then my mom became friends with your mom. And it's so crazy how we've reconnected. You know, like, life is crazy. Amanda, I only know some of your journey, and uh, you know some of mine. And where we connect is obviously through our parents, but also both our mothers um, suffered from mental illness and addiction. And that's what we're here today to talk about. So I first and foremost want to say, by no means are we trying to bash anybody that suffers from mental illness or addiction. We both had our toes in the deep end. And from my understanding of you, because of our awareness of our mother's journeys, we've been able to empower ourselves to make a decision if we want to go down that road or not. Um, so that's what we're here today to discuss like what addiction looks like, feels like in the beginning stages and what it is like to have a parent and just hopefully shed some light on this. Like I'm a big believer, the more you talk about the things that are quote unquote shameful and hid in the dark, the more they grow and feed. And so I am so honored for you to be open to discussing this because it's not an easy topic. And um, so thank you. So why don't you just give us a little bit of background about yourself, where your struggles were and then where you're at now and then we'll get into all the other family stuff. So, hey guys. So, um, yeah, how crazy we met when we were kids through our parents dating, like weird. Um, and then what we found each other again through Facebook or something. Yeah. Or Instagram. Um, thank God. You were, you were out here for like a Tony Robbins thing, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I remember you left me the sweetest message like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but me and my husband are coming out here. Can we stay with you? I'm like, fuck yeah. And it was such a great time. Like the sleepover was so much fun. Anyways, go ahead. It's fun. But yeah, so uh, whew, there's a lot of, a lot of story, obviously life story, but uh, I would say just in general, I'm kind of thankful for the uh, wild that was my childhood because it gave me the grit that I have today. And I think you the same, you know, yeah. like I think that's why we both really connect is because we used our struggles to as like uh freaking solid ass concrete to build our life on. <laughs> and it, as an example of what we don't want, um, for ourselves. And so I really had to kind of fight my way from the depths and uh, I was a high school dropout. I had like a 0.9 GPA in, in high school when I dropped out. I didn't attend any classes or whatever. I just like skipped and smoked in the bathroom and sold weed. And you know, that was like what I did. And I worked at McDonald's um, and I dropped out of high school because it didn't make sense. Like, Was your mom alive at this time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she, uh, was a single parent since I was five and, um, you know, we moved a lot and I went to like nine different middle schools and elementary school, like altogether elementary, middle school, like nine or 10 different schools. That's crazy. <laughs> so it was like, 
there's, I don't even remember. There's so much of my life I don't remember. And you I think because of the trauma and you're just surviving it and just like, cause you're a parent to your parent at what? Like in middle school, like what, how old were you? Like seven, eight years uh, old? Yeah. Things started getting, you know, when I, when I was in elementary school, I would say things were pretty normal for like a lower class family. Um, and then we're white trash y'all moving on up in this world. <laughs> definitely lived in quite a few trailer parks. Yeah, I remember Doug uh, had a trailer. My grandmother had a trailer and my vision at one point was like my happily ever after I can live in this space in this trailer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so definitely came up from that and things started getting really bad when I was 12. We started getting evicted. Mom lost her car um lived in motels were basically homeless we didn't have a home and lived with friends just random things and things were in such an upheaval you know and just no solid foundation and so like i was in it was like in the midst of uh, the beginning of really strong addiction issues and um well you talk about like what was your mom struggling with well i would say alcohol and then crack and then pills and anything I'm sure um but that was it was like crack that was bad um and alcohol was always a thing weed was always a thing but that wasn't it was like then once the harder drugs came in is when things started getting like a little weird um but you know like I was a kid, we were kids. We kind of just like, you do what you can to survive. And that's when you build up those mechanisms of like disassociation and not remembering anything because your brain literally blocks it out. So you don't have like, so you can like smile in the yeah. day. So you can live through the day and make the best of what you have. And so I think people who go through a lot of hard shit are the ones who can like, pull themselves up because you have to, you're not broken by like, you get fired. You're not broken by something crazy happening. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. But we're really <laughs> <good at> like, <laughs> Cause like, hmm, maybe we're, it's just our trauma responses kick in and we've already built that up, especially if you are a kid, but there are a lot of pieces that hold you back throughout your life that you're like, that you take into your adulthood and you're like, okay, well now I have all these mechanisms built up. And if I'm one of those people who are trying to thrive in life, you have to intentionally find those things that are holding you back and like pull them out and like pull like you're weeding a garden. And that shit is hard. And <laughs> it's like, it's not fun either. It's oh. painful and it's, heart-wrenching but this is what i know for a fact and this is why you're here fucking do it you want to know what's a lot worse addiction taking your ass down like fucking there's no yellow brick road in addiction it's dark and it doesn't end well and it is a hurricane that destroys a thousand people so anybody that's listening that is struggling like this is what i know and i'm sure this is what you know i just I've had, i can't even tell you how many therapy sessions i've had this week and like all this stuff but like if you don't deal with the pain and the trauma, that shit comes to haunt you. And granted, you may be able to get away for it for years or even a decade, 
but it doesn't disappear. And, you know, you and I both are living examples is there is hope, there is light, and there is, I found my purpose and my passion actually because of all the trauma and the hurt and all the pain. And I'm, and I'm assuming you're kind of somewhere along in that line, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is painful and it's hard and some people get stuck in that and they stay in that cycle that our parents created and maybe their parents created or whatever the lineage is, people stay there and they perpetuate whatever their upbringing was or whatever their trauma was because they're too scared to heal it or they're too scared to face it or it's easier not to. Yeah. But in reality, it's not easier because you're suffering. Exactly. You know? What do you think? I mean, did you make a conscious decision to like break the pattern? I mean, I know you said you stopped drinking about a year ago, but like before that, I mean, like you obviously have had a, a I think a lot more of awareness to where you want your life to go and what's been going on. I mean, what do you attribute to that? Um, so I would say partly my spirit, like what I was given in, in my, who I am to my core, mm. like I, some people look around, let's say they were raised the same way we were in like craziness and addiction. They look around and, and play a victim. And while there were moments of that, of course, because shit's we're hard. <laughs> play the violin, but just make sure you put it down and then get on with your life. Yeah. I mean, and so like, it was always in my nature. I looked at my surroundings and since I was a little kid, I said, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. I used it as an example of what I don't want. And so I was a high school dropout, but I ended up going to an alternative school. I went to college, fought my way up from the bottom and just like worked my way up. And I think so I've always had this like drive to do something more and um, I really value personal growth. And I didn't really know that until I feel like there's levels of awakening in our lives. And I feel like our purpose here is to awaken and to grow spiritually. And like, yes, this hurt. Homegirl, you are so wise for your age. I can only imagine what it's going to be like in another five to 10 years. You're gonna be, like, you're gonna be, we're going to have Buddha statues of you. <laughs> like, I know her. <laughs> that would be rad, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be on a pedestal. That's for sure. Um, it's a scary spot to be, I feel like. Um, but I, you know, I really feel like we're here to uncover and like do the work and become the who we're here to become and that's why we chose to be on earth we chose to go through this life thing to like grow spiritually and um where was i going with that you're a badass you're kick-ass you're a great like example of what a fucking rock star woman daughter goddess is that that's where we're going okay <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, oh, so I value personal growth, right? Because I really feel like that's what we're here to do. And so there's levels of awakening. And for me, I think it started again. Like I, I think when I was a kid, there was moments if I look back where I was really connected in some ways, but then in my adulthood, 
I would say through fitness and like choosing what I eat. So I feel like once you question things, you start to question your reality. You're like, what is this food I'm eating that I've been told and conditioned to eat? Like, is it real? What's in it? You know? And I feel like that's a level of awakening. That's when my awakening began too. That's very interesting. You say that. I I really think there is magic in that for sure. Because like, I think once you start questioning one thing, you start questioning everything. Yeah. And through fitness, you're moving your body. And I really think, I really believe that like fitness is a spiritual practice because you can move that stuck energy. You can move trauma, dancing too, music, shaking your ass, like booty shaking. Hello. Oh yeah. It's spiritual. It helps move trauma and energy. So I would say like, that's really what happened. I stopped smoking cigarettes. I stopped intentionally putting poison in my body to some degree because you know (laughs) you mean like this margarita like I haven't drank in like like two weeks for wrong reasons I just worked out and I had therapy and I still want margarita I deserve a margarita (laughs) Mm -hmm. but making sure okay so listen it is one o'clock my time so anyone's listening I'm a firm believer of whatever fears controls you but so like I know like some other people like my brother like he chooses not to drink out fear what it is for me I'm like, I deserve this, but I'm only drinking one. I'm not drinking to numb, although I have done it a thousand times and I've learned that doesn't ever serve me. But this, I'm like, you know what? If this is what I'm craving, we don't even say craving, but this is what my spirit was like. No, like you want a margarita. You want to celebrate. You did a lot of good things. Cool. But again, where we're going, make sure you understand why you're drinking and what the intention is behind it. If it's a good intention, you're pretty probably on a good path. If it's, Mm -hmm. if you're drinking to numb, which I believe it's okay to use alcohol and drugs as a spare tire, just don't drive cross country. You're going to put yourself into a lot of bad places. For you know? sure. For you sure. Know? And I've definitely used alcohol as a, as a numbing tool or yeah. other drugs in my past. It's been a long time since I've done like hard drugs, but you know, I've used these things as a numbing and they, you know what, at least I didn't die because I abused it, but it definitely got me through some stuff to get some to shit. the other side. It got me to, to the other side because I don't know if I could physically handle some of the pain that was coming yeah. up. So I decided to quit drinking last year. So it's been 15 months. That's amazing. Yeah. And I kind of always knew it was something I wanted to do in the back of my mind. Um, but I wasn't ready. Like yeah. I love drinking. It's so good. It's so fun. Um, but Booty then I- popping is a little bit more better when you're on it. <laughs> you're not so white. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. The hood lives in me for good. Well, it must be something in the Florida water. Cause there's a little hood right here that like, I'm like, people are like, I'm, I'm like, I'm all like, I think it was a saying or something along the lines. I'm like, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I've got a little bit of hood in me and you best be sure. Like, I guess it's a Florida, like survival, redneck trash, whatever it is. But yeah, I feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah. That Florida has got something going on. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, there's tons of wiggers that run around there. At least we, we dress white, but every now and then we're just like, hey. <laughs> 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 Oh but. God. Um, okay. So 
talk to us about what you're doing now because I think what you're doing now is amazing and I want people to know about it in case they want to utilize all your awesomeness. For my career, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me plug in my computer just in case because <laughs> this bitch never tells me if she's going to die on me or not. No heads up or anything. Um, so yeah, I am a beach body coach and have been doing this for seven freaking years now, dude. Crazy. I remember when you came and visited, I still felt like a newer coach. I think I had been doing it for like three years at that point. Mm -hmm. It's been seven. Has it really been that long since I hung out with no you? No way. Really? No. I don't know. Actually, I saw you in 2016. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. I'll wow. have to Google. I remember it was it was really fun. Actually, yeah. You know what's crazy? I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out my timeline. I'm like, who was I dating at the time? And then I figure out, yeah. So it was around 2016. <laughs> There's those like benchmarks in life that you're like, okay, I can put this there. I know. I know. Well, yeah, so that's great. So anybody that's listening and needs help with whatever, because I mean, obviously, like not only like you just discussed, like it's not only about your physical body, it's about your emotional, mental, spiritual body. And you know, something that I do realize, I think a lot of people, or even with like what comes with addiction, people are afraid to spend money. And all I got to say is this, wherever you spend your money, that's where your energy is going. And that's what energy is, what is a driving force behind your life and your lifestyle. So it's like anybody who's successful in life mm -hmm. has coaches. So reach out to my homegirl if you need something like that. I mean, clearly she knows what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> so reach out to her. But um, also I want to get back into a little bit more of like what the experience like from a lot of people, um, who have had, um, parents, like for instance, like with me and my mom, and then also to my sister is, um, uh, alcoholic. Um, how, how do you think that has affected your relationships? Um, so my mom passed when I was 22, so it's been 11 years and I didn't really have many relationships. So I try to think back to when that, like we had a relationship because I feel like things would be a lot different if she was still here. Um, can I be completely honest? That's what we're I don't about. know that I would have healed as much oh, if yeah. she was here. Oh. And that fucking sucks. That sucks to like know that and say that and feel that because, you know, the opposite of that is that she died and it sucks. Um, but I would say my relationships were really shitty back then. I had zero boundaries. Um, growing up in an addiction household, you definitely like, it's like, okay, are you an empath? Because I think I'm an empath, but then I'm like, or is it a trauma response? Am I an empath or did I have to be this way? So I knew how to act and understand and read people's for survival. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I definitely had massive walls built up, never trusted anybody, didn't let people in, never had girlfriends, never, because I didn't trust women. And it was, I didn't have, like, I didn't have those relationships at all. Like things were very surface level, very surrounded around alcohol and, drugs and partying and just whatever. That was my relationships then. Mm -hmm. And since healing, I have tons of girlfriends. I'm able to have real conversations and not 
and I still, there's a lot of stuff that comes up, like, what are they, what are people going to think about me? What are people saying behind my back? Because gossiping was also another thing, like, not, of not trusting and whatever. Um, or are people going to, like, stab me in the back or whatever? There's things that come up and I have to be like, okay, is this true or is this a response to my upbringing or whatever. Can I so, ask you a quick question? So when you are like questioning these things, are do you like journal or do you meditate or is there something that's just conscious in your head you're having a conversation? Um, so I meditate and I would like to say I'm super religious about it, but I'm not. Um, I meditate. Usually, <laughs> usually when I'm drowning that I'm like, oh. I know, I'm we're such dicks like that. I'm like, I was talking to my therapist. I'm like, okay, why is it that when you meditate and you get your shit together and you're feeling good in life and that's what's part, a big, huge part of it, and then you stop when things are and then you go back to it. I'm like, again, it's about like, it's, it's funny, the things like everything in life, the things that usually like provide you the most value, we sometimes don't prioritize and we can just run around do all this stuff. I think meditating is such an easy thing to do because like, it's so simple. Yeah. It's so complicated to get your ass dedicated to it at the same time. Yeah. It's like so easy to do and so easy not to do. <laughs> It's like so easy not to do. So I definitely like meditation, um, reading personal development, listening to personal development. Um, I really like to listen. Huh? Reading my book. <laughs> I definitely have read your book. Um, and people should read it if they haven't because it's so freaking good. Um, I have another one in the works. It'll be out in about a year. It takes forever Yay. to write. <laughs> That's exciting. Um. So I think listening to personal development, especially if you're somebody ho who has gone through trauma and stuff like that, because you've been told verbally, most likely, a lot of negative things, right? And so when you're reading stuff, you're probably reading it in that voice, like that negative voice. So you need to like refill your brain with positive things. So like listening to personal development really helps to rewire, I think, faster than reading it. So like, I like to think of it as like, I'm a cup of murky water and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to pour out the murky water to then fill it up with full water I, or clean water. I have to just pour the clean water in the cup and eventually the murky water will pour out and it'll all be clean. You know what I mean? I like that. So that's in listening, I think really helps to put a new positive voice in your head versus this negative inner self-talk that's like going on and on and on, telling you Absolutely. how much you suck, listening to, <laughs> listening to how awesome you are. Um, and just like learning from people who have been successful and who have overcome, who have overcome like, crazy shit in their life and are on the other side it's important to surround yourself whether it be in person with people that you know or through the thousands millions of people who write books sharing about their life and how they've learned and grown and overcome shit like it's important to see those success stories and and fill your head with that versus the opposite so yeah 100% because I agree too because the thing I think Will Smith said this like the two things that you like, need to survive in life is like reading and running and running for the old one thing. But like the thing about the reading thing, he was like, we've been on this planet for how many years? Like your problems are not new to the race. It's just, they might be new to you and you want to think that they're like, like poor you, but I hate to like 
ruin your rainy day parade, but like, congratulations, you're really not that special. But this yeah. is where for me, personal development is so powerful because I think the thing is, is like, if you're listening to mainstream media, if you're watching the news and you're listening to advertisement, if they are manipulating and targeting you for a reason, because they're going to make some money and um, they're going to create a solution to your problem. But when you're reading and they're never problems that they're, they don't create solutions to actually fix the problem. They maybe temporarily cure whatever the symptom is that you're going through. But the power with reading, what I've realized is, you know, what happens is there's so much if we're talking about addiction or trauma or depression or anxiety or whatever it is, um, what I've learned through reading and also therapy and a loss of my experience with my family members addictions and all these experts is our body is a machine. We're chemically wired. So when one thing happens in reality, our body responds to it in a certain way. Certain chemicals get released, certain things happen, and da 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 da. And the more you're able to understand why the response system happened this way, the more you're able then to navigate what's going on in your life versus just being a passenger in the driver's seat with no one driving. It's just like, and then there's like, why me? And guess who else are you talking to? The other motherfucker with no driver in the driver's seat, where you're going, and then you're taking their advice and you're wondering why there's just a big shitstorm in your life. You know what I'm like? One thing, one thing like that I really, one saying that really was like shifted things for me too, was never take advice from somebody who doesn't have a life that you want to have. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, and we like, people are like crabs in a bucket that, that analogy of crabs in a bucket, where if one tries to crawl out, all the crabs are like, no, and they try to pull them down because they're like scared of what the outcome would be. And so you want to surround yourself with other people who are trying to lift up too, versus like looking for misery loves company situations because that shit doesn't work. And I have never been to an AA meeting, but I did go to an Al-Anon, Al-Anon meetings, which are for, uh, friends, uh, parents or children. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was like, because I always thought that I was so special. Like I never felt like I fit in. Nobody understood me because everyone else had like a perfect family life and my life was a shit show. Nobody gets it. You don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Like that's what I always thought. And then I went to an Al-Anon meeting and I read this, I read one of the books that they were reading and just listening to their stories. I'm like, literally they're all the same. <laughs> like they have the same stories I do. And I'm reading about the personality traits that you get from being a child of an addict. And I'm like, oh, literally exactly me. <laughs> like it, we're not <laughs> anything special. It's like, this is a thing. And once you connect with people, it, you can really start to heal and start to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that like the importance and thank you again so much is like, I am now, so for the longest time, you know, my mom has been from what I'm aware of been suffering this for like 13 years, my sister, 20 years. And, you know, for so long, and I still to this day, I am being with a lack of better words attacked because people are like, you can talk about and I get it and I respect it. But from where I'm coming about is, okay, so if somebody's suffering from cancer, we give updates on that shit all day long and that's okay. COVID, P- 
people are going through COVID. People are getting updates all along. Why is mental illness and addiction such this shameful, don't talk about it thing? And this for me, I'm like, hell no, I'm done with this shit. I'm talking, because I know for not talking about this for the first seven years of me going through this with my family members, my family members are not getting any better. They're getting a lot fucking worse. And I also too had had bouts where I was drinking too much. I was, I fucked up my car because I just like, I was only gonna go out for one drink, but things were so heavy and I wasn't surrounding myself with people that were supporting me. I wasn't talking to a therapist. I wasn't dealing with it. So of course I'm going to fucking drink almost a bottle of tequila, you know? And like, thank God I didn't drive, but I was trying to move my car so I didn't get towed and guess who fucked her car up? Good. The universe, that was a wake up sign. The universe blessed me with fucking my car up and like, and the, and then fucking my car up and also not driving. Cause I was just like, I knew I wasn't doing the right things, but at the time, that's all I could do at the moment that I thought mm -hmm. to like survive this like chaos going down. It was that, or literally at one point, like I had suicidal thoughts. It was too fucking heavy for me. I just yeah. was like, I need out my brain. I wasn't sleeping, just going over and over and over and over. And hence why I was drinking to shut that shit off. And to the point where it took a lot, it took a lot to shut this little mm -hmm. off and you know, and this is why I'm like, I'm tired of not talking about this. I've been blessed because I've watched my family go through this to be like, girl, you got a huge fucking decision you got to make today. Either you're going down this road or you're going to man up and figure this shit out and get support. And I am dedicated to not only breaking my cycle, but to use all this experience from my family as well as myself to then give this information and knowledge to the world because people don't talk about the beginning stages of all this stuff. We know what it looks like at the end, but what if we started educating it and not be so shameful? So for people who are out of alignment, their emotions, which I am a firm believer now, are your guidance system. Like nothing is always going to be rainbows and sunshine. You're going to have days where you're not feeling good and things are off. But what I know for a fact is when your emotions are not on more positive sides than they are, and then they're more negative going down the line, if they're more negative than positive, that means you need to make a decision and change the direction of things that you're doing. And if not, that's when, that's when we go, keep on going, uh, keep on going. Uh. And you wonder why you end up like a mile or two down the road in the deep end and in the shit, you know? So like, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking about this. I really hope that, you know, people that are listening either feel some relief to know that whatever it is they're going through, they're not the only ones, or people that may be feeling this pool to the darkness to be like, you have a say, there is power and change in that. Like you're a leading example of it. I'm a leading example of it there's resources out there and just to start to have this conversation and start to break the taboo because I just, and here's the thing that I think a lot of people also don't understand about addicts. They're mm. some of the most gentle, beautiful human beings and spirits you will ever meet in your life. They're not these horrible people. The addiction part of it, trust me, I want to beat a motherfucker down. I want to take a bat and go do some crazy shit. Like, <laughs> like, but I had to separate the two. You know what I'm saying? They're two completely different things. And it took me a long time to really understand that. And now it's crazy where my mom is at, like mentally, like I've witnessed, like, it looks like watching crazy. Her eyes were rolling in the head and I could see her in here. Like she can't sometimes put words together because she's fighting with her demons inside. And all of a sudden she'll literally like jump out of it. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. She'll jump out of it in the middle of me and then start talking to me again. And then she'll be like, and then she'll start saying, it's like, it's insane. It is fucking insane. And 
you know, again, I mean, there's another, like, I think a lot of people also don't realize for anyone that is going through a loved one that's suffering, it is okay to cut their asses off. And you can do it with love because that is why I was drowning. I was drowning because I was involving myself in my mom and my sister's affairs way too much. Anyone that knows what addiction is, especially when it's the level at what we've experienced, that shit will take you drown. Like I like to explain it as like, you don't send a single soldier to fight a war. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get taken down. And there's no difference. And that's like, that's the hard, and that's why you need help. Like you need support because like my mom for example is very um what is the word she would try to make me feel guilty all the time right there's there's something like a personality trait whatever that's called but like try to make you feel bad all the time for not being there and so like that's where the to it and try it's a cycle of chaos there's it's you know it's hard to explain the insanity of it you know it just 100% but at one point you have to draw your boundaries and you have to not feel guilty and it's funny because everybody especially with loved ones and family members and friends that are involved everyone's at a different stage of it and so it could easily look like that you're an asshole and you're a dick and you don't care and it's like actually it's very much the opposite I care enough about them but I also care enough about me to know where my level is to where I could be involved in this you know and sometimes and as with addictions and anybody who actually from my understanding who's ever made to the side they literally have to be left alone to be in the ship by themselves because if you keep going and picking up the pieces you are continuing the enabling of the stuff that they need to fix because nobody can fix it besides themselves yes and that's the that's the hard thing and with our society being so surrounded by alcohol which i i was aware of before but didn't really notice until i quit drinking how much it was like we're going to the ball game. You're fine. I there's if you can be responsible, it's when we are when we can't stop drinking. Yeah. And I like I didn't ever want to stop drinking. If I had a drink, I wanted to keep drinking. Yeah. Um. So, but I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic because I can stop. Yeah. I- you're you're aware of it. You're because here's the thing. I'm sure as you and I both know, if both you and I were continuing down where we were in that space, we would be that. For sure. It yeah. would. Because eventually something switches and it's in having that accountability with your loved ones or with yourself is really important. Um, when you start seeing people taking it a little too far and sometimes it's hard to tell because everyone drinks. It's just like part of our society. So, and it's like a legal numbing tool, right? So it's, it is what it is. And I don't know that it would ever go away. Um, but I think it's important to have awareness and just have those conversations. If somebody is going down that yeah. path and, yeah. and just like being real about it. Yeah. 100%. But well, I want to wrap this up. I, um, first and foremost, wow. What a powerful fucking story and message. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really excited to, you know, like be able to put this out there. And thank you for being vulnerable. Hopefully people will be inspired to maybe not then obviously go on like public forum to talk about this, but maybe like have real conversations with people in their lives, um, whether they're struggling or whether they're going through with somebody else or whatever it is. But to me, this is where the power and taking back control happens, you know? Um any, what other, any words of wisdom you'd like to say about anything, whatever, whatever, maybe that's going on now, what you're saying before the future, like, um, 
Man, I would just like to say to anybody who's listening, know that this is your life. Uh, you chose, I really believe that we chose to be here in this time. And I want to say not to take that for granted. Um, I used to think that the life I wanted, the life I dreamt about would maybe happen if I was lucky in my next lifetime, like straight up, I'd be like, maybe next lifetime. And then one day I realized like, what the F like next lifetime, I'm 25 years old. <laughs> like, you're now in your next lifetime, you're in your thirties. Hey, um, for anyone that's freaking out about turning 30, 30 was an awesome fucking decade. Despite all the crazy shit, 40. Hey, I'm very new into this. I get better and better and better and better and better. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> it really does get better. And like, this is the, our one chance to live this life as far as we know it. At least this is our go around this time as far as we know it. And let's make the freaking best of it. Like the rules are made up. The yeah. rules are pretend that man-made. It's all an illusion. Like we get to create our reality. Nobody gets to tell us no matter where in society we came from, no matter how much money we have, no matter what we look like, who we love, how we experience this life or what we want to do in this life. This is our playground. And like mm. who gets a shit what the people above us or in front of us or whatever, or next to us have to say, this is your chance to do magic. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. So you could be a booty twerker from Florida. Hey, hey. And on that note, would you be open if I played some songs? If we dance like a little white trash Floridians okay. that we are? Okay, yay. Gotta put this on a what song should we dance to? Um should we do okay. girl? Would you back that ass up? What was that? What was that? Song? Was that Ja Rule? What is that song? What do you want to dance? Is, uh, that song popped up to my head, but whatever you want. Pump with it, with it. What's that one? What's it called? Big booty hoes. Oh, big booty hoes. Oh yeah, it's totally a Florida song. Let's see, big booty, booty hoes. Oh, there we go. It was the third in my search on my <laughs> Apple Music. Hoochie mama, two life yeah. crew. So anybody wants to bash two white girls dancing to this, go for it. But it, please try to dance along and just enjoy us. <laughs> All right, hold on, let me see if this comes on. I don't know. I've never done this. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I can't hear it though. that and you couldn't even hear the music yep <laughs> damn you're you were actually pretty on like rhythm for not knowing what the hell is going on anyways thank you so much i love you everybody i'm gonna send links down you better follow this hoe she's dope as hell she's got good stuff going on thank you for being a light thank you for being a leader and um anybody that's going through things reach out to me i'm sure you feel the same if you need any help and guidance we're here to serve and thank you guys so much Thank you. Oh yeah, I always forget. You guys are supposed to subscribe and like this and comment. I'm all on this. But anyways, there we go. Hey!